हेलो एवरीवन दिस इज कथक का चक्कर माय नेम इज प्रमित एंड दिस प्लेस इज डिजाइन टू बी अ सेंट्रल प्लेटफॉर्म टू ब्रिंग कॉन्वर्सेशन विद कथकर्स अक्रॉस द ग्लोब सो नूरी बाग जी इज अ कथकर बेस्ड आउट ऑफ सोल साउथ कोरिया she has been practicing for 10 years and has been trained by manoj debral and ustad nahid siddiqui and owns the ras indian dance company here in seoul south korea nuri ji how are you hi i'm fine how about you i'm fine as well i'm really happy rafia ji was able to connect us and she recommended i reach out to you and i guess just to start off with uh, nuri ji how did you get into kathak uh actually i uh, started kathak quite late uh i was uh, middle of uh, 20s in the middle of my 20s uh before that uh i was not familiar with the uh, dance but I was always uh, interested in uh, South Asian art and history since my major in university was uh, history and uh, uh when I started Kathak actually in uh, my university in my college days I had a uh, uh, depression and uh I went to counseling sessions and my counselor introduced me to start dancing to overcome depression uh, and improving social skills. Uh this in such way I started the dance and uh, eventually into Kathak. Yeah, and I met my guruji Manojai Dreji. in the uh, Indian Culture Center Indian Culture Center ICC mm-hmm. yeah uh that time actually i was counselor i was uh uh under supervision of uh, counseling psychology okay yeah so i started kathak not professional way mm-hmm. like i did it my job and kathak uh training in at the same time but as time passed i realized that i'm my soul is more like an artist than psychologist or counselor so nurji just a quick question here if because you mentioned that you kind of were in a bad space and you had depression right. and you took up dance for it and if you don't mind sharing um uh, how uh, did you feel like dance helped you overcome that yeah yeah absolutely okay yeah. so what changes did you see when you started doing dance in your behavior and how you approach life mm-hmm. actually you know i was i had the depression and at the same time social okay yeah social Would you, would you say like fear yeah. and social situations like just yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. I understand yeah so i was i was very nervous in the in a group of people 
I was always feel that I'm there is something wrong with me. I'm not very confident with myself. Always uh, worrying about others' judgment and what they think. So it makes me difficult. Make me difficult to express myself by words. So I was always quiet in a group of people. But strangely, with the movement dance, I was very quite. Deep, I became quite different person. I I didn't feel any fear to express myself by dance or by movement. Okay, awesome. And yeah, thank you for sharing that. And since you mentioned Manoj Debralji and starting training with him and since he was like the first person you trained with could you tell us a little bit more about what he was like mm-hmm. yeah he was very gentle and a spiritual person i was very lucky to meet him um so far i never seen him angry or uh angry with someone or uh, saying negative things because he's a, a dancer, but same time he was like a, someone like hermit, mystic, yeah. So he always loved uh, told uh, students that uh, katak, the essence of katak is uh, unity, not uh, showing off. At first, I didn't understand what is uh, unity, like experience unity in dance. At uh, that time, I was uh, mostly interested in uh, improving my skills, techniques, and uh, wearing, how to say, uh, fancy dresses, and like on the stage. I mean, I, I enjoyed the others' uh, praise and uh, applause. Uh, but. Um, after some while, I feel something is not enough. I need something else, but I didn't know. I want to find the, the answer, what I need. So I decided to uh, go travel. I planned to go to visit uh, India, Pakistan, Iran, and Turkey for one year. Yeah, it was like uh, my research on Katak. Yeah, as you know, Katak is not originated uh, in uh, India only. Surely, mostly it is originated in India, but some parts are adapted from Central Asia, like Persian and uh, Afghanistan you know, such places. So I really want to visit Iran and Central Asia, Pakistan. I want to know what uh, sources of their influences uh, influences uh, Indian Qatar. So first I visited uh, Pakistan and uh, before my travel, I contacted uh, Naidi Siddiqui. That I want to, I really want to learn from her, and she answered me 
immediately she said come she really she was really happy with my email so i decided to go to uh, lahore to learn from her Katak. yeah i remember the the first time when i met uh, naidji She was in uh, her own studio, and uh, she just uh, hugged me, and with love, with a, I mean, I felt the real love, and yeah, I, I think I, I was so overwhelmed, overwhelmed that time, and I really cried that time, by happiness, and I was uh, right to be there. Right, and yeah. yeah, that's that's beautiful because you traveled so far, and uh, I yeah. I guess to be immediately accepted must be a huge thing. Yeah, and, and she the- yeah she let me stay in her own house mm-hmm. for two months. Right. So you know she wow. not only she taught me dance, mm-hmm. but she taught me life, art, philosophy. Hmm. spiritualism everything so i really feel that that time i was uh, transformed okay so when it comes to the first so let's get into this a lot because i guess there's a lot to discuss here at this point in your life um so when it comes to the first two months you're living with her it's kind of like that ustad shagird relationship yeah yes exactly shagird yeah so what was that first two months like what was it like what was a day like spending that time with her uh, in morning she brought us her uh, regular walking around the town you know in pakistan mostly lahore uh, you can hardly find uh, middle class ladies walking on the street yeah because they usually ride on cars so when you, when we walk around the town people are look at <laughs> staring at us yeah and uh, one time she was just stand there and stare them So they were so embarrassed after some time, embarrassed, then they became just uh, embarrassed and went away. It was very uh, impressive for me, her way of uh, uh, protect herself. And uh, yeah, and she, yeah, yeah, she didn't fight with anyone. But by her uh, gaze, she conveyed her message, messages that uh, women had right and freedom to walk around, walk around the town and they have their own voice. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, her life was also art, full of art but also right. you know, struggle yes. against the... 
So, and uh, just so I understand the timeline a bit, Nuri ji, what year was this when you first met Nahit ji? Sorry? What uh, year? Yeah, did, yeah year. 2000, uh, 2014. Okay. Yeah. Okay, understood. Mm -hmm. That helps. And uh, what were your classes with her like? Yeah, you know, that time was... Um, I haven't learned Kathak five years, so I was quite an advanced student, you know. But she taught us from very beginning for how to uh, stand up, how to align the uh, spine, and walking, and hashtag, you know, the arm movements. Yeah. So it makes me feel like that, you know, her intention was, uh, uh, say, you know, release ego, release ego, you know, you know that, yeah, because that time maybe I was a bit um, uh, egoistic that I learned five years and in South Korea, I'm one of few Gatak dancers, so, and I'm good. But that time I felt that I was nothing. I have uh, lots of things to learn more. Yeah. And I was really uh, feel humil humility, no, you know, humility. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Right? Yep, yeah, yeah. that's the word. Yeah, I think it helps me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, I guess on this thing, when um, you came in uh, to learn with Nahiji and uh, she started teaching you from scratch, was there like a sho initial shock that you had to overcome that you had to start from scratch? How did you feel when you understood that you'd start from scratch again? Uh, can you tell me again? Sure. Uh, so when you understood after five years that you will have to learn from scratch. Yeah, yeah. What was your initial reaction? I was okay. I mm -hmm. fully accepted her teaching. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right. And uh, did you get to perform in Pakistan when you were there? No, no, no. I didn't okay. uh, had any... No, I didn't. Okay, understood. And uh, how long were you there with Nahiji? Two months. Okay. Yeah, and uh, one, uh, you know, every night, mm -hmm. I had chance to have a conversation with her. Okay. And her philosophy on life and art really influences me. Mm -hmm. And I remember one conversation. She said that for uh, Gatak is really important to for dancers to be a channel. I mean, to be empty. They should uh, get rid of uh, ego. So when they're ready to be empty, that time the divine, uh, divine existence can dance uh, throw okay. the dancer. I see. 
Yeah. I see. So when you get rid of the ego, that's only when the divine can flow through the dancer. That's yeah. one. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yes. Um, so, Nuriji, what? Uh, so, after uh, what? What? What was the next step in your Kathak journey? After that, I went to India. Mm-hmm. And I met Manojay Devaji there. Mm-hmm. And I went to Rajasthan. Mm-hmm. And I learned uh, Rajasthan dance and Rajasthan music. With the gypsy people. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know because Kathak, uh, one um, origin of Kathak, one of origin of Kathak is Rajasthani dance. You know. Right. So, when I was here with um, gypsy people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I couldn't speak Hindi, and they couldn't speak English. So or Korean. Yeah. yeah. So we. You cannot help but speak like a child. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think that I became so innocent. I went back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was, you know, the journey was like uh, when I met, uh, you know, uh, in Pakistan, I met Night uh, Sidikichi. I born again. It's a baby, new baby. Oh. <laughs> That is so cute. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. In India, I spent my childhood. Right. Like, uh, you know, I'd say playing. Mm-hmm. Joys. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the, when you were living with the gypsies, did you learn like Rajasthani folk dance or just the Jaipur Kathak Gharana Kathak? No, no, Rajasthani dance. Okay. Okay. And, and how and how long were you with them, the gypsy people? Uh, two, three weeks. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, you know that time, um, it was a Gangor festival. Okay. You know, it's very one of the biggest uh, festival in Rajasthan. Mm-hmm. So that day in the morning, the gypsy people, they uh, just they gave me their dresses and get dressed me and they said let's go to festival we have parade oh wow okay yeah so i became one i mean the member of their teams and oh. yeah and you were part of the parade yeah yeah it was very Amazing. big party. and thousands of people are there in street oh okay and I danced uh, in, I mean, with barefoot in <laughs> Jaipur Street. <laughs> it was very <laughs> fun. I see. Yeah. So I assume like every all eyes were on you then, Uriji. Yeah. Okay. How did that feel? Uh, I remember that moment. You know, before the parade, we are, I mean, get ready, get getting ready in the, the palace. Mm-hmm. And we went through the gate, you know, big gate of the port. I remember the sound they, the gypsy musician, musicians hit the toe. You know, it was like uh, throwing the heart. Mm-hmm. And after that gate, you know, the square, big square, and thousands of people are there. Oh, it was like being a star. Hmm. And so you've had this deep connection with 
Rajasthan and you spend the time there with the local people. So what is your feeling about Rajasthan as a whole now? I felt like it was my, uh, I felt uh, my, maybe one one of my previous life <laughs> I lived mm-hmm. there. Wow, okay. And awesome. yeah. Got it. That's beautiful. Uh, so Nuriji, uh, now we're in Rajasthan. So we went from, we went from Seoul. We went to Turkey, Pakistan, India. Then yeah. We're in Rajasthan now. Where do we go next? Iran. So what's the next? Where did you go next? Where did you go next with your Kathak? Sorry. So where did you go next after Rajasthan? Is there anything else you wanted to discuss in Rajasthan? Iran. I went to Iran. Iran, okay. And yeah. how, what was it like there? It was so hard for me. I see. Yeah, my dream in Iran was so hard. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I had my own fantasy about Iran in my mm-hmm. I mean, since my college days. Right. I, I deeply in, fell in love with uh, Persian poetry mm-hmm. in Middle Age. Like uh, Rumi, Hafez, Sadi, those poets. Okay. And I so I imagine that Iran is like uh, such romantic and poetry <laughs> literature, very I mean high classes country. I expected that, but <laughs> I was totally wrong. You know, in um, that time, Iran was uh, not open to other countries. You know, very few foreigners visit there, especially Asian people are few there. So they thought me that I'm from China or from Afghanistan. Every day in the street, I they treated me very badly, like you know, racist, uh, catcalling and joking, and every day and stalkers. <laughs> yeah, it was very difficult place for me, and. Uh, but they loved Korean people. Yeah, but you know, strangely, I didn't want to tell them that I'm from Korea. Instead, I feel all those uh, feeling as uh, Chinese people or Afghanistan people. You know, there are lots of Afghan uh, mm-hmm. refugees. I see. Yeah, and they had very. They had very, how say, in ignorance. Mm-hmm. They experience yeah. ignorance and they don't have a right. Mm-hmm. So I felt that I'm as if I'm one of them, refugee. Because, you know, I'm artist. So, you know, many artists are very sensitive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that is a lot. Yeah. Went through and, a lot. Yeah, I think a lot of empathy on mm-hmm. Afghan people. 
I see. Yeah. And um, and so yeah, yeah. One day, you know, I was uh, every time I think why I'm so sensitive, why I feel all these things. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, I live here after some months. But why I am feeling all those things? And one day, my one of my friends from Korea told me that because you are artist, you are very sensitive. You have empathy. So why don't you dance this experience and your feeling? You know, all those uh, singers. You know, they remember, they try to remember their like separation, their sad feeling to compose music and lyrics. Right? So that time I had such a vivid feeling. It was good time for artists to, um, I mean, express in artistic way such feelings. So, uh, you know, that time I was uh, in a dormitory right. at Tehran University, where mm -hmm. I was learning Farsi in the school. Right, okay. In that dormitory, you know, there was one gym under, underground. So I danced uh, um, in improvis improvisation to the music, uh, of uh, refugees, which this of uh, refugees sad sad feelings. That was my first time in life that I danced from my heart, real my experiences. Awesome. Okay. And um, did you get to explore any like? arts in Iran, like the arts, was there, any, was there an, a significant presence of arts in Iran that you saw? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I was learning Farsi, the language, mm -hmm. and at the same time, I learned uh, Persian dance okay, from Falsone, Kabuli, Khonum. I see. Yeah. And uh, when it comes to, say, Persian dance, um, did you see any elements of Persian dance that were that had were, were common with Kathak? Yeah, in some part, especially uh, the way they use their arms and their mm -hmm. limbs. I see. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you know, you know, Chakar, yeah. they have Samo, you know, whirling. Okay. What's the word again that you used? Whirling, Samo. Samo, okay. Yeah. I see. Yes, uh, uh, I had Nighatji on the podcast, and she said she said similar things about whirling as well and chakras. Oh, yes, yes. So, yeah, been familiar with that. Okay. Um. So, uh, Noriji, then, uh, so from your so now, now we're looking at it. Pakistan, you picked up Kathak from Nahiji. Yes. India, you picked up Rajasani folk music and mm -hmm. that soul of India. Then you're in then you're Iran, you're picking up Persian dance and whirling. So then where did you go from here? Turkey. Turkey, okay. So tell us about Turkey. Yeah, Turkey, you know, uh in Konya, the city of uh, city of Mevlana Rumi. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I went there to learn Sema. You know, Sema is uh, another pronunciation of Sama. Okay. In Turkey, okay. they pronounce as uh, Sema. Mm -hmm. You know, Sema means listening in Arabic word. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Sema is like listening to the uh, heart, listening to the divine divinity and uh, going to your inner universe. So uh, there was Rumi International Foundation in Konya and uh, there are sheikhs. There was a sheikh who teaches Sema to uh, the disciples. And uh, he taught me Sema and he said that I am the first uh, female student over him. I see. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So for one month, I learned Sema there, staying mm -hmm. in Konya. Yeah. And uh, frequently, I visited uh, Mevlana's tombs, shrine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And met uh, some Sufis and listened right. to their. Uh, yeah, listening to their stories and teachings. It was so right. yeah, amazing for me. Okay. And uh, just a question about okay. your travels, Nuriji. So you, you're going to all these um, Central Asia, South Asian places. And did you, uh, like, and uh, were you traveling alone this whole time? Mm, in Pakistan, I, I was with my friend. She was mm -hmm. a dancer. In India, okay. I was uh, with uh, her and my sister, my own yes. sister. But in Iran, Turkey, I was alone. Okay, so that brings me to my question in the sense, you're going to all these places where uh, where it's kind of originated, where this where the dances are, and you might be the only Korean there, you don't know anyone, and you're going in and you're learning. Yeah. So how, did you have any fears? If so, how did you overcome them? Yeah, in Iran, I had uh, not fear, but I had uh, like anger. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. people are so rude to me? Yep. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, I did the same thing, uh, you know, as uh she did to rude people, <laughs> you know, staring those people without any words or without any expression. Yeah, okay, awesome. Understood. And so now, um, and what was it like being uh, when you were like the only female student? Was this a group class or uh, an a private class? No, it was private classes. Classes. Okay. And what was it like learning from him? Mm. Yeah, first it was very painful because, you know, when you start war at first time, you feel like vomiting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I see. Yeah. It was like vomiting and 
there was one another Sufi uh, teacher, mm -hmm. another Sheikh. I was more I mean, impressed by him. But he I didn't see. teach me Sama, Asema. But I, I always went there to listening to him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I want, can I tell about him a little bit? Yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah. His name was uh, Mehmet, and they call him Mehmet Dede. Dede means, you know, like uh, uh, Peer. Like, you know, Peer, the word? Uh, no, actually, can you tell me about it? I think in Pakistan, they also call their spiritual leader as Peer. Peer means uh, someone is okay. old, but actually spiritually old, mature. I see. I see. Okay. So, you know, but in appearance, he was very usual and plain old man. He did, there was nothing special about his appearance. And he was a, a craftsman. Handcraft. Right. Yeah, he was making uh, felt craft in the his own store, and he didn't look like any spiritual person. But when he started his uh, uh, speaking, you know, it was whole uh, something very precious teaching. Say that he traveled the world more than 20 years to find spiritual uh, teachers and meditation, all the things. And after his journey, he went back to Konya again and he was mm -hmm. making felt craft. He said that felt craft is the most, uh, I mean, important meditation for himself. Like, you know, meditating in everyday life. Understood. Yeah. Okay. That's really lovely, Noriji. Thank you for sharing his life okay. and telling us about that. Um, so, in, so that's where in we were in Turkey now. So do you go back, uh, where do you go after Turkey then? Yeah, at that time, and then I came back to Korea. Okay. And so now that you're in Korea, you've uh, you started off learning Kathak in Korea. Then you start learn Kathak, and you picked up all these cultural elements. Yeah. So, how did you see your own Kathak evolve as a result of these influences, Nuriji? Mm -hmm. I think you know actually. Indian classical dance is quite uh, not familiar in Korea. Okay. You know, surely before me there are good performers, performers, mm -hmm. attack dancers, experts, Korean experts, but right. uh, there are, I mean, there are not uh, classes. Understood. In okay. Regular classes. There are no regular classes. So. Okay. Um, I can say I started it. The I mean I started the kata class, regular class, first time in Korea as a Korean kata dancer. Uh, so 
I I thought they, how I mean what kind of people are attracted by Katak. So I found that you know those who are interested in spiritualism, those who are interested in I mean uh, mysticism, meditation, yoga. And I, I believe that Katak has such qualities. It's not just a technical dance. You know, it has a lot of uh, deep spiritualism and divinity in Katak. So I um, try to develop my own Katak uh, style. Focus on focus more on focus on inner universe. Inner universe. Do you understand me? Uh yes. Uh you when I've been hearing. So you've been talking about instead of focusing on the external, more like focus yeah. on yourself. Yes, yes. From within. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Please continue. Yeah. For example, you know, Bollywood dances and other pop dances. Small. Mm -hmm very release your energy and more external right that tag is very internal dance for example you know the gut tags um means you know it it is like you know every movement starts from heart because you know we place our hands in front of our heart in for utupati and from heart, our heart connects to the sky, connects to the earth and to the world and to other people's hearts, heart to heart. Mm -hmm. And I felt it's very similar to Sema. I see. The core teaching of Sema is, is the same thing. Mm. They say that the head must uh, serve heart. Okay. Release yeah. your ego and you should be empty, become a channel, such things. And so I teach my students that Katak is a dance of connection, dance of love. You know, love is connection. You are not alone. You are connected with the nature, connected with other people, and connected with a, with a, a sacred things. And by Katak, you know, Katak is also story, um, dance of story. Right? Right, right. Yeah, it, it means you can uh, create everything with Katak. You can create right right front of you the beautiful lotus flowers mm -hmm. the nature and birds and even more you can create gods you you can become a shiva very powerful uh, masculine god and other time you can become very beautiful generous Goddess, you can be anything by your own imagination and dance. Mm 
It means you are like God. You have universe in your heart. So I always try to teach these things to my students. So could you tell us a little bit about your academy, like how many students you have and how many classes you do, all of that? Um, last year, I have uh, quite a lot of students. Mm -hmm. um, in, I mean, in peak, there were 40 students. Okay, wow. In a month. Mm. But sadly, you know, after the corona things, mm -hmm. Yeah. Everything yeah. has changed, so now it's quite hard time for me. I see. There are very few students, but they are very devoted, very mm. uh, devoted students. They really yeah. love Gata. Awesome. Yeah. And so, Nuriji, now that you're teaching, mm -hmm. um, what are the, so and you've been taught in a certain way. So, what are the things? What are the ways you kind of have added to your teaching? that are different from how you've been taught? Uh, you mean my teaching style? Yes, your teaching styles. Yeah. Uh, I remember one teaching from my um, my teacher, Guruji Naidji. She said that Gatak is, you know, the difference of Gatak from the other classical dance. Gatak is very natural dance. Gatak is dance of nature. It should be very natural. So I always keep it in my mind and I always bring some elements from nature into my teaching style. And especially the water elements. I see. Okay. Tell me I, more. I always teach my beginner students that please feel, feel as if you are in water, not in the air. I see. Okay. You know, people use, you know, people, those are not um, familiar with the dance. You know, they usually use their, I mean, the end of their body, like their hands. And they don't know how to use their core, how to use their limbs, how to use, how to use their back. Okay. Okay. So, but you know, when you're in the water, you use your core, you use your muscles. So I always give them instruction, feel like you're uh, moving in the water. In that way, you know, their movement become quite different. They feel from their core energy. So I have some, my own, teaching style in how to improve their using core. I see. Yeah. That's wonderful because, yeah, because you talked about the core and I know that Nahiji has a huge emphasis on spine yeah, yeah. as well. Yes. So that's really wonderful that you're doing that. And when it comes to, say, um, performances, have you been able to perform in Seoul? You mean uh, this year or in your in your in your history, like in your career? Yeah, sure. I... Are there any performances that are memorable to you that you want to share any uh, stories from? Ah, uh, yes, there was one uh, performance. 
last year. Yes. Yeah, last year, the Prime Minister of India, Modi, Modi, right? Mr. Modi came to uh, visit Korea, and uh, I was, I also, I became part of uh, performers, performers to here in Seoul, yeah. and you're performing for his delegation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Awesome. You know, there was uh, one historical story uh, connecting India and Korean history. Okay. Two thousand years ago, around around two thousand years, two thousand years ago, uh, one princess from India, I mean, immigrated to Korea, and she yeah. married to Korean king. So the artist, our artist team, captured the story and make a composition. So it was mm -hmm. like collaboration between Korean dance and Indian classical dance kata. So okay. yeah, I danced as a heroine, the queen. Huh. Oh, so so you were the princess? Yeah. Okay, so it looks like I was just looking it up, Nuriji. It looks like her name is Suri Ratna, um, and uh, her in Korean they call her Ha Wang. Ha Wang. Oh. Okay, so you're, you're Princess Ha Wang. So tell us about what it was like dancing as Princess Ha Wang. Uh, so we, me, me and my team, Katak dance team, we mm -hmm. like it's like um, dance, dance the Ha. She came from India with, uh, came from India by ship. Yep. And she reached to Korea. Korea and uh, she met uh, the king and they fell in love and they shared the uh, heavenly peach is some mystic I'm uh, mythic fruit okay peach yeah peach okay okay so it was a wonderful, very impre impressive career of mine. I see. Yeah. And did you do? Uh, did you do the whole choreography yourself then? Yeah, sure. And in some uh, part, I danced uh, and collaborated with uh, Korean dancers. Okay. And uh, what was the reception of it? How did people react to it? Um, yeah, they loved it. It's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. And another thing I wanted to ask you about, I've seen some of your work on Instagram yeah. and it's really graceful and people have always, I always see like people saying that it's lovely, it's beautiful and they're really appreciative of your art that you've been creating. So according to you, Nuriji, uh, what, what aspects of your art, of your dance, are people drawn to? What do they like? Hmm. My opinion. I yes. think it's because of my, uh, you know, I dance through my experience, my own experience and my own feeling, you know, um, as I, as I uh, told before that, you know, when I 
came when I been through when I came through came through hardship. You know, I didn't. I mean, I tried to transform it into dance. Right. I think it makes people moved. For example, you know, you know, I don't know if you see my YouTube channel. There was one uh, video, you know, I danced to Orepia. It was it hits almost three million view. I see. I haven't seen that. I'll check it out immediately after. Three million view. So you know, you know, it, it is huge thing. Right. In you know, I I yes. recorded it in Turkey. In Turkey, that time I had very hard uh, hardship. You know, I uh, broken broken up with my boyfriend there. Okay. So I had to come back to Korea, and I was very. Uh, it was very hard for me, hard to, hard to overcome. So that time I wanted to dance and record my feeling, my mm -hmm. new starts. So right. there was one temple, you know, Roman temple in mm -hmm. Turkey. I danced to Orepia, you know, the lyrics of Orepia. Yeah. Yes, yes. So it was like that I want to... Although I failed my relationship, I failed my career in Turkey. You know, I used to be living in Turkey for one year. So after one year, I had to go back to Korea without any, with my empty hand. But my life will start again. And I am not um, regretful. And I feel my... I mean, I felt my love, inner love, inner love. So I, this those feeling, you know, I danced uh, with those feeling. I danced to Orepia, and people really loved that that video. Last mm -hmm. year, you know, I visited uh, Mumbai, yeah. and someone um, sent me DM by Instagram. She was oh. Brazilian lady. Okay. And she really wanted to meet me after seeing Orepia. Amazing. Okay, yeah. what a story. She and we met in Mumbai like Destiny. And she said that she also went through hardship. She was this divorced uh, with her ex-husband. And she need, now she needs to go back to her own country, you know, Brazil. With the end, you know, it's the same situation. Yeah, I experienced in some years ago. And she didn't know any background of my stories, but she felt the same thing. So I think at that time I felt that dance can move, move people's heart and it gives, uh, I mean, it encourages people, it heals people. I felt that power. Okay, yeah, yeah, that is wonderful, yeah. And uh, I guess just coming to my final question, okay. Um, in terms of, I, yeah, I mean, you've had this incredible journey of Kathak bringing it to people, 
traveling and learning so and i know that covid's kind of put a stop and has kind of slowed things down but what is next for you what are your future projects in terms of kathak mm. <sighs> i you know this corona thing is mm-hmm. there makes me i mean teaches me a lot of things right you know, everything is not going going with your plans and you know we don't know what will happen in next months right so i learned that yeah. why why don't you live in flow hmm okay. <laughs> not plan Ah, okay, okay. My flow. Hmm. So I feel so happy now. I mean, very hmm. satisfied with uh, my now situation. Although I'm very, you know, it's a tough time. You know, I have very few students, and you know, my financial status is very bad. But I still feel happiness ever before. Interesting. Because Interesting. you know. I surrender myself and live in flow. Hmm. Live in flow. Yeah. Okay. In that way, you know, because I don't have any stress or any pressure. What should I do as an artist? I need success. I don't have such things now. Hmm. I'm very comfortable and peaceful. But interestingly. because i am very peaceful and feel empty you know many inspirations comes in my mind over them okay. this hmm. year i got very good inspiration about my next project mm-hmm. it's based on my own story and my experience mm-hmm. so it was uh, like a um, journey of water okay Yeah, there was, uh, uh, there was, uh, you know, I was, I used to be one drop of water in the cave, you know. Okay. Dark, you know, in dark cave. Right. I didn't. I have no uh, freedom in not flowing, not flow. In, yeah. But from that drop of water. You know, water mm-hmm. travels the outside of the world, become yeah. rain, and become thunder, and finally it becomes ocean. Beautiful. Now, now you lose your existence, yourself. You become mm-hmm. the ocean, the great ocean. Okay. I want to tell my story with this concept. with yeah. Chuck and Sema. Okay, I'm really looking forward to that movie. I mean just the way you talked about it is so beautiful. I can't imagine how beautiful it will be when you mm-hmm. you know, showcase it. And yeah, and that water metaphor it it feels like it comes back again and again in your story yeah. when you're like flowing in your journey you talk about being like water to your students yes, yes. and so kind of all coming together that's amazing and yeah with that um just wanted to conclude this episode mm-hmm. and nuriji uh, thank you a lot for coming to this show you did a wonderful job of 
articulating your thoughts and feelings. I'm really happy we did this. And yeah, thanks to Rafia Monji for connecting us and telling me that I should reach out to you. And I'm really glad I did. I'm also very thankful to you, uh, Mr. Pramit, and to Rafia Monji. And I'm because you know it's my first time to speaking in English <laughs> interview. So I was, uh, I mean, I'm not so, I mean, familiar with the English speaking, but you know, it was very good time for me uh, to have this conversation. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs>